Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yes, people, what's going on? Welcome to Stretford Paddock. I am Adam McCullough. This is McCullough and Lars uncensored as you can see right there yeah my mate Lars. Great good to see you guys how you doing this is my first time on the channel Lars? it's good no it's not no no it's not under it this be... like generation it is it might be under the word strep for panic <clears> although <throat> we've done reviews in the kickoff studio before and you've popped your head in or you've been in a right okay yeah yeah but i mean this is me really been invited so i feel like i'm i finally made it now yeah uh, this is a proper invite rather than uh, you want to jump in this oh, video? Oh, yeah, people hate you at United, so you'd be great <laughs> in this video. Um, I get a lot, like when I'm out and about, I get a lot of people coming up talking about you and Briar a lot. Um, it used to that be Andy sense. Tate, but I get a lot of, like yesterday at the game, it was, oh, oh, I tell Briar this and oh, I tell Lars and oh, <laughs> Boovies this. And it's like, it makes sense, out. right? Yeah, it, it it does, especially out loads of people ask me what you're like in real life, and also whether we get on, which I find really weird. Cause I'm always, people just don't see like that's what I think people don't see. Like our cameras are quite tight on the show, so <laughs> if we're sitting there and I'm I'm like, oh yeah, and then they're coming to you and you're like, hey, going all over the place, and then they cut back to me and I'm like, oh yeah, good point, yeah yeah, okay great. You don't see the bits in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot show. of people don't see the interactions in between or the. Right. The little things on the side, and they also don't realize that like we could go from it. zero to a hundred real quick, and also it's just it's just debate or whatever. Like I, I was, I have to, I find myself, I have to reply to comments sometimes. Like I saw one yesterday, oh, yeah, and they were like, "Adam, no, no, what it was was uh, I think it says Adam proper hates Boovy or something like that." I was just, and I was like, "Come on, he's a massive sure. wind up merchant, and he yeah. does get on my nerves." I don't hate the guy. Like, if I hated the guy, I'd probably be like, I ain't been on shows with him anymore. Genuinely, like, that is the difference. I think most people don't realize that like, if you appear on a show with someone, you tend to like them because a lot of other people who you don't like, you just go, nah, let's not do a video together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's, what's, yeah, that's the reality. Find that mental. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we're here today. The whole premise of this show is basically. We start off with a topic and then see where we go over the next half an hour. And the yeah, topic I, I wanted to start with, actually, mm-hmm. was Paul goals Because yesterday, during the game, and yesterday means Atalanta, Manchester United, at Old Trafford, at yeah. half-time, 2-0 down. I'm dreading life. I'm dreading being on the kickoff. I'm dreading everything right it. now because it was bad times. Um, and... United obviously turned it around, but Paul Scholes made a telling statement after the game. He said, um, Jürgen Klopp would be sitting there rubbing his hands together watching this. I was watching that, yeah. What did you make of his comments after the game? You know what? It's not only after the game, it was mid-game. I think he actually, on on the analysis, said something like, I can expect a United win now, or like expect a United revival. And I think it's quite telling that 
in the middle of a disaster sometimes or in the middle of what feels like uh like a storm there's someone who can tell exactly what's going to happen and they tend to be someone who's been fairly accurate and someone who's had a lot of experience in that field so Paul Scholes is pretty good at that he also used some quite big words last night that I didn't expect Paul Scholes to use I'm not being <laughs> but when he uses big words I'm like you know big words that's weird I didn't expect that but he does and he's, a, he's clearly a smart guy but then when he said Jürgen Klopp's rubbing, rubbing his hands together I was like yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if United want to attack Liverpool, Liverpool love that. And if United aren't aggressive against Liverpool like they weren't in the first half, Liverpool love that. So mm. the two the two halves that United played, if you're going to go punch for punch with us and we're going to go, okay, give it a try, like they did with Brentford or like they did with Atalanta and people like that, or you go, who are going to be a really sort of passive side who let people into the box either side and Mo Salah, Firmino or whoever is going to pop in at the far poster in front of Maguire, in front of Lindelof and, you know, pop it in. So I think he's right, to be honest. Mm. No, I think you will perform like that, though, on the weekend, because I don't think you will perform like that on the weekend. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I was obviously in the immediate aftermath of a game, you're always just delighted, like another of amazing night at Old Trafford. But mm. I agreed with him and I did it like I saw him getting a little bit of stick online and I thought, I think that's unfair because half time we were all feeling the same way. And yeah. even then, like, I don't think, look, uh, it was a great win and a big win for Ali Gunnar Solskjaer. He really needs it right now. And I'm buzzing for him uh, more than anyone. But, like, it didn't change those doubts. Like, we saw the best and worst of Ali Gunnar Solskjaer's Manchester United, like, encapsulated in that game. The first half, <laughs> we looked slow, lethargic. We weren't pressing, we weren't getting onto anything. Second half, we're in, we're on the front foot, we're in people's faces, we're winning the ball early, and we're creating chances. And it was just so. So I get, and I get that, right? But and and I feel like at the moment it's sort of in United fans' interest to keep the conversation there, if that makes sense, because it's a much more comfortable place to be, and it sort of allows for people to go. And I don't mean this in like an aggressive way, because I actually think Liverpool fans are equally just as bad at sort of neutralizing conversations rather than sort of talking about the reality of it. The reality for me is United can't play the way they did in the second half for the whole season. Oh, it's not sustainable. Gonna, no, no, no. It's no, not no, sustainable. No. And they can't no, no, and they no. won't play the way that they did in the first half for the whole season because they just won't. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I, when you look it's at not it, sustainable. there is still not the identity. That's not an Oligan Solskjaer identity that they played within the second half either. Mm. That is the players going, right, we're gonna grit in here and we're gonna win this game in by these means and there were lots of moments again of individual brilliance mm. or moments of like that's not the system working there that's a great pass around the corner that I don't understand why that's you know why that isn't always happening or why that's not happening more and I'm not saying therefore there is no system but it worried I was I was trying to think when I, was, I went to go grab this coffee and I was like what can I say to Adam that I want to get your opinion on and my question is this. In this time, I think that what really represents what's going on at United is the knee-jerk reactions. It, it is the, in the first half, we're terrible. In the first half, we're off. In the second half, we're amazing. Mm. Because I know that when Manchester United are at their best, they're stable, win, lose, or draw, you tend to go, yeah, okay, we'll see where it goes. And that's what mm. you were like under Sir Alex. You were so neutral. And I mean, like, you were loving it, but you were so much, like, every United fan was so calm. So every time I tried to get under their skin, under the Sir Alex Ferguson era, people would just go, we'll see, Sir Alex has got it, or we'll see, this team's really good, or we'll see. And I could say that with Jurgen Klopp two seasons ago. If Liverpool lost, I'd just go 25-game win streak over, or whatever it is, do you know what I mean? And I go, next week, we'll win. In my head, I'm like, I don't Mm. mind. So no one can rock me. But it shows when a team is when you can get under someone's skin in two seconds just by going, Ollie is this, or Ronaldo saved you again, or whatever it is. Mm. No, I, think, I, 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 I don't think that result particularly proved anything that we don't know. Um, look, Ali Gunnar Solskjaer is being judged this season on whether he challenges for the big trophies and whether he wins the league or not. Um and look, you could end this season with him not winning the league and him still keeping his job because he's the right man if we were to mm-hmm. challenge for it and, let's say, 
not win it. But the problem is that is something that we would expect from an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer side, maybe. We'll expect to see that again at some point. And we see that far too often. Right, um, yeah, yeah. Right, and there doesn't right, right. be there doesn't seem to be anything where it's like you say there, like whether it's good or bad, whether it's win, lose or draw, whether the team's in form or not, there seems to be some things that teams constantly do or yeah. or an image of that team. And I don't think there is one of us at this moment in time, um, especially in like I think before this season with the team that when we had Martial, Rashford, Bruno, etc. I think you could kind of draw a picture of what their best goal would look like because you kind right, of knew because how you they can would see play each up. of them with the ball. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like you, you, you. All, but, but right now, he doesn't know his best eleven. Um, like, do you know your best eleven? I think I know it, but then it changes. So why doesn't it? It's it's, it's 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 just and that's because we don't have as if you have a settled system you have a settled eleven you know he's gonna play there he's gonna play there he's gonna play there but we don't have that and it's just you know, that comes down to the manager ultimately like um, does, someone was can saying I ask, can I ask you though does it because you know when you know pre season before you got Ronaldo I was more worried about United than when you got Ronaldo does that make sense yeah it's it's kind of the same way. Look, I, Ronaldo's incredible, and I'm a mate. I'm glad to see I'm, him. Back. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't but, mean it like that. But you like get, when you City know were going to get him, when City were going to get him, that's. I remember going in the kickoff group like, this could change the way they play a little bit, and that might play into teams' hands a little bit, because you then have, if you stop that, you almost stop the team. Mm-hmm. Whereas with City or before, it's like you've got to stop this whole system, and it's difficult to do that. The you system, can do yeah. it, but it's it's difficult to do it. And then with Ronaldo, it's like if you can stop Ronaldo, you might stop the team. Um, so but yeah, can, I kind of kind of see that. Then to add to that, I was more worried about Mason Greenwood, Jaden Sancho, Rashford than I am. And I get it. Ronaldo will probably score against Liverpool on the weekend. I, I know that it feels inevitable almost that he will because mm. just for old times' sake, I mean, I'd almost like it. It's like watching The Sopranos. You want to see someone get whacked sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You want to see some of your favourite characters something terrible happen to you. Just to Not feel poorly. Something. Not poorly, though. No. And, you know, <laughs> you, you don't want it to be like, you know, uh, Junior shooting uh, anyone, really. But, you know, when he's, <laughs> he's, he's got the gun and he shoots Tony. But... Not like that. So I don't want to see. I don't want to see Jurgen die. But sometimes you do want to see some of your old enemies come back, and you're like, "This is going to be juicy." <laughs> yeah. But the point is, I felt more worried about your young front three and what that would do over three, four seasons. And I almost feel like it's a bit like you got. I get it. Ronaldo's great, but getting him back feels like it stopped a plan that Oli had. That was right. These guys are going to be that three, and we're going to build on that, and you know that will go, go, go. Yeah, I think he also thought that. But then I also would have thought he maybe gone, this is also like a cheat code. Like, Ronaldo could be the difference. Is it? That's, no, that's that's the way I think the manager looks at it. Um, and I think the club look at it I mean, in different ways. Um, it's an interesting one because do you sacrifice that potentially? And where that could, where would that take us? or, you know, second last season or whatever. Could you just sacrifice that potentially for a player that could come in and single-handedly win you a trophy or make that difference? Is that is Ronaldo are still you, that guy? Are you going to do that? Is, Ren- is Ronaldo still that guy, though? Like, you, you know, you that's the question as well. Is he still that guy? One of the things that did give me confidence of it working, yes, uh, against Atalanta was um, the, with, with Rashford. There seems to be a dynamic between Rashford and Ronaldo where that could work and something could blossom between them. Because there was times where they were switching positions and Ronaldo was pulling out to the left, Rashford was 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 stretching his legs and running into the middle. Where I was thinking, something could work here. I don't know what it is, but something could potentially work. You've got Ronaldo who could Bruno drift out wide. Um, he, he needs to change his game, you know. And I tell you who needs to be a part of that, Jaden Sancho. Because yeah. he's the he's the only one that gives us natural whip. 
He's yeah. the only one that's an actual winger. He's the only one. Like, how many times I say to you last year, like, oh, I'm sick of seeing Rashford and Greenwood just get greedy and mm-hmm. just not pass to someone. And I think mm-hmm. Rashford's a little bit better in terms of passing, but nevertheless, he can run down some alleys. Like, Sancho's the guy. And there were times yesterday where Greenwood tried to slip the ball through for Ronaldo, overhit, mm-hmm. you know, and little things like that. And it's so like, often as well. Sancho yeah. don't get that wrong. Sancho don't get that wrong. And I know people say he's got no goals, no assists and all that, but Sancho don't get that wrong. We do, um, we know we know what Sancho's sitting on though, don't we? Like we know his potential. Um, and I, I get that. Sometimes I do. There was that chart the other week where they like compared players entering the Premier League from the Bundesliga and players entering the Premier League from the Championship. And they said there was very little difference between the two of them. And a lot of people were using that to beat Jaden Sancho because they were like, well, he's no better than a championship player. I was a bit like, it's not really true, is it? Or is but the championship does... just really good? Or is the... that was also part of it. I mean, I don't <laughs> think everyone in the championship is like Jaden Sancho, but I do think there is like, some <laughs> truth in that, right? But what I mean by that is like, I still feel like he's basically just sitting on getting ready to explode. But I, I still feel like the arrival of Ronaldo was a bit like, okay, well, keep that on ice for six months but that's the one year, that baffles me though because if you got Ronaldo in the middle you need Jaden Sancho Sancho should be perfect yeah <laughs> like, you, you, does, but, but does Jayden. is that not then it, does that does the does that not take away then from what Sancho actually does which is sometimes to be the person who's leading that Ronaldo's the leader and Sancho is a different kind of provider I I don't think he should be leading it Sancho I think he should be <coughs> sure creative force and that provider I've because I just think his abilities aren't like and, and we've got other players like Bruno's the hero Ronaldo's the hero Rashford I just think we needed a steady force a creator and I think if if we started Sancho consistently he gets so many assists in this team because he's so he's so good like I don't I, I don't get the criticism of him and, and people Jump, well, is I it really criticism? It's the internet. It's the internet. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Ten games, no goals, no assists. It's time to have a conversation. It's like, is it though? Not really? It. Like, no, it's not, really. not time no. to have a conversation. Do you think it's? it's it, I also think sometimes because I know I know of United as a team in crisis. I feel like people just get like their crisis cookie cookie cutters out and go, which one of these fits Manchester United right now? Is it the start? No. Is it the circle? No. Is it the Christmas tree? Yeah. No, it might be the Christmas tree. And they it's just like work out which which disaster they can put on whichever story it is. So if it's Ronaldo, it's not like Ronaldo's returned. It's like another tricky time for Oli to fit someone yeah. into the team. Oh, Sancho, Sancho's not playing. Because Sancho is oh, he's the man. He should have been okay. Well, Rashford's not performing because Rashford's that young guy who's got potential, but he's never gonna fulfill it. Well, it's Bruno. Bruno is the frustrated genius. Maguire, not, not worth as much as Varane, past his back. People have always got a... There's a problem for every player in the team. And Why did I just picture Bruno as Kanye West when you said that? To be, to, I'll be honest. I, I think that's disgusting and unfair on Kanye. Like, <laughs> it's also... It, it's racial stereotyping. That's racial stereotyping. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it, no, definitely. But you get what I mean. Like, people are always basically, there's loads of lazy articles, there's loads of lazy tweets of people just being like, yeah, there's definitely a problem. And here are the 10 problems that I've come up with because my keenly analytical mind has watched Match of the Day for 10 minutes and gone, they're not very good. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Mm. It's boring. It is. Having said that, I. I. I you guys are going to have to perform really well on the weekend. Just put it that way. Yeah, let's. T- I'm going to talk about that game in a minute. But first, I wanted to ask you a question that popped into my head. How how good do you consider Marcus Rashford to be? On a Manchester United video, you're up. okay. Um, no, because like Marcus no, he's Rashford really is, good, mate. is someone no, he's that's really often good. spoken yeah. about. And I know you're someone that like, you enjoy sports outside yeah. of football. So I think when yeah. you do that, you kind of appreciate people's journeys and people's mm-hmm. kind of like stories and, you know, everything else around it. And I think you Marcus see it Rashford, a bit further out. Yeah, like he's someone that can polarise opinion, but I think it's clear the guy's a superstar, do you know what I mean? Some people say What that do you think polarises opinion about him, sorry? 
What do you think polarises opinion about Marcus Rashford? I think some people genuinely question whether he's good enough or not. I think some people question yeah. his the stuff about his PR and all this stuff. Like I, I love it what he does um, off the pitch. But on the pitch, yeah. like people, it's, it's not often his football is talked about these days. Or if it is, it's usually being ridiculed. Um, yeah, I mean, he, for a long time. And there were a couple of moments last night before the goal where I was a bit like, mm, what's going on? Here? Like, is it is it quite clicking? But that's kind of the that's kind of the issue, and I get it. Like, we're, we're talking. You know, the weird thing is, I I relate a lot to Manchester United fans at the moment because I feel like you guys are in a similar Don't position to where Liverpool have been in the past. Which and last night, part, whereabouts are we? Well, you're further ahead than Roy Evans, but not <laughs> as far as Rafa Benitez, if that makes sense. And, but the thing is, right, I'm not, and, and Roy Evans maybe should have won a title with Liverpool. Like maybe there was one or two seasons where you go, Roy, do you know what I mean? You should have won it there, mate. <laughs> and, uh, and Roy Evans is a lovely guy. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a lovely guy. Roy Evans was from the past. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is from the... Anyway, there's a lot of comparisons you can draw. But what Liverpool fans did in that time was we put so much stock into players like McManaman, Fowler. Um, I mean, any young player we signed, basically. And Jamie, <clears throat> Jamie Although Jamie Redknapp was not one of us, if that makes sense. But he was still a young yeah. player that Liverpool signed. But Rashford is one of one of you. So what I mean by that is, in that time, we hyped up people so much and put so much stock into them that really it didn't give the club much choice whether, I mean, to be honest, the two, the two examples I picked are terrible because both of them turned out to be world-class players. But the, the point with that is, I actually think Marcus Rashford is world-class. I, I just think he's a little bit underserved by some of the coaching and probably some of the uh, tactical decisions that are made around him. And that it can be sometimes disappointing. And it, at the same time, I also think because of the, the amount of love and the amount of like uh, expectation that you guys put on him, it does mean that people can easily then knock him down because they go, well, United fans said you're world-class. Where's this world-class? Where's the Mbappe you know, moment with you? Where's the blah, blah, blah moment? And it feels like there's a bit of disconnect. And it, it's the same with... Fowler, McManaman, those guys. Everyone, every time I go, Fowler and McManaman are amazing. I was at eight at the time. And people go, yeah, but what have they won? And I'd be like, yeah, but, oh, that's not the point. Like, you don't get... <laughs> and it makes it so easy to knock the argument down. But it doesn't take away from Marcus Rashford. It just takes away from the adults, the journalists, and the people on Twitter who back him. Like, Marcus Rashford still remains, whether you like him, whether I like it, like it doesn't make any difference mm. essentially to his quality. Does that make sense? I think, I think yeah, he's world I think class. He's a special player. Yeah, I think he's a special player. World class. Yeah. I I yeah, well you said it. You know what I mean? I I, I think he I think he probably Do you is. No, no, I think he probably is. I just don't think I've ever said it out loud. Um <laughs> say it with me. Which Come is on. no but it's true, but say it with you're me. probably right. Like how many players would you put ahead of him in his position? I don't think there's, it's like a handful. Um, Are there many players in this position? Well, he plays on the left. He's a left forward. Who would you consider? I'm not. Vinicius? I'm not saying he's the best. Like, but he's up there. Do you know what I mean? So, so he's around, ahead he's of him, around top five. Yeah, uh, yeah. Although you're getting when you start getting to the end of that top five, you do start to go. Hmm, yeah, who else? So you're basically going Mane. He's a left forward. You're going yeah. Mbappe. Vinicius in terms of like your top top teams uh, mm. and then you've got like probably anyone who plays on the left for, for Bayern and then yeah, you've got a load of there. like young guys he's up there maybe a Barcelona player may, like I get what you're saying I guess I'm just a bit like but also, you know what I also think? Does it really matter if he's world-class or not? Really, the problem is for you guys right now is not individuals. It's actually your system. Mm. And really having a conversation about an individual within, within a system that doesn't exist is almost a pointless exercise. And that's what Liverpool used to do is it used to be like, it's the players that are the problem. 
No. <laughs> I don't think I don't. I I used to think you could say that on Dali. Um, I don't think you could say that anymore. Um, I used to think there's That's been a lot mean. of times where the the progression's been enough for you to say. Right. Yeah, but he needs X, Y, or Z. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we yeah. had X, then we'd be a little bit better. And Why would happen? with yeah. that little bit of improvement, we'd be there, look, because look, yeah, we've yeah, gone yeah. from there. And so it's, I think it's always been easy to kind of do that. And until this season where you go, well, hold on, we know we need a midfielder, <laughs> but how does that explain this general Whatever mess the hell around that it? Is. Yeah, 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 like how does it... well, what... so? I don't. I think those excuses are, are, are gone now, and that's why the expectations there. It's like a start is that not of potential. Season. Like you can't. Like your potential now, you have to fulfil it. Oh yeah, hundred. Wow, of this squad, yes, yes. There's players that in you, it that are no to. longer a potential, but there's we have to fulfil that within this squad. Anyway, how important? Liverpool... Is... Sorry, can I just ask you one last question? Go on. How important are your centre backs, and how important is it that Varane's out? Because it does not seem great. <laughs> this feels like a loaded question. No, no, I'm, I'm being <laughs> serious because 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 last season it complete. Maybe Liverpool are over. Like if you look at basically Liverpool have got two world class centre backs as distributors. Virgil Van Dijk is basically a quarterback, and Matip is someone who's got an, a lot in his locker in terms of he can run the ball out, or you know he's got a pass one way to most of the time to Trent or to Hendo. And then the other way, he's got Virgil van Dijk, or he can even surpass him and just go straight to Andy Robertson. So it makes him look good, but he is a good pass through the ball, right? But that is so important to Liverpool's system. And I feel like sometimes I watch without Varane, and I don't mean defensively, I mean offensively. Sometimes it can take away a little bit. From oh, mate, there's, there's all sorts of things that go wrong between... and I, I, It's hard to put my finger on who's to blame. Um, mm -hmm. because I think I think Lindelof's really good apart from physically like we saw was mm -hmm. it the striker yesterday absolutely turn him and you think oh my god what's going on there yeah. but mm -hmm. in general I think he's pretty good you look at some of the distribution of the ball with his feet and the positions that he takes up exactly but then you put Maguire next to him sometimes and like there was at one point where who had the ball? I think Lindelof had the ball. Maguire was right behind him or right in front mm -hmm. of him. And he was mm -hmm. like, you like, should never be in that position yeah. ever. Like, how has that happened? And then we were also defending a corner in the last minute. So it might be easy to find for people if you want to go check this out. And Aaron Wambasaka, our right back, was like in the middle of the goal outside the 18-yard box, watching mm -hmm. what was going on in the box. And I was thinking... You're right, man. Bro, I'm nervous here, and you're one of the people that's supposed to be in the box dealing with this. Like, mm -hmm. what are you like? So, do, there's there's things like that that I see. And one of the things that worries me with Ali is, and look, it might just be him in press conferences, and I, I never know how much value to put on things that managers say in press conferences because mm -hmm. they're like politicians, you know, they protect their players, or some of them do, and they try and do, yeah, and. But sometimes when he speaks about transitions of play and when he speaks about midfielders, I go, oh, like... Why would you keep using Ali? Like, it's not the way it works. Because he, he, he spoke about them at one point and he was really, like, arrogant about... I can't remember the quote it was. It was just like, oh, wow, well, yeah, that's just all nonsense. Like, you know, and it's like... Well, no, this isn't nonsense. Like we do, we do need to, because everybody else is thinking about these things, and that did that did worry me, and it made me think, oh, like, is there? A, there's a little bit of naivety in there, but that again could just be him in the press saying, like, he's like questioning me, just oh, here's stupid quote. Do you, do you know the you know the weird thing about it is like if you watch NFL or the NBA or whatever, and I'm you know I know how often I say that, like the coaches openly talk about their tactics because they know the opposition coach isn't going, go on. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to play Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back. Okay. Like these guys analyze everything about the other team. When So Jurgen Klopp will know everywhere that Aaron Wan-Bissaka will want to go tomorrow. He'll know how deep he's going to be enough. And Mane is going to know exactly what he needs to do for that. Like, as a coach, I feel like sometimes the coaches in England can just be a lot more honest or a lot more open about what they're doing instead of just going, 
transitions of play. Well, or, I think the press is you know, lying. I Part genuinely yeah. think that's the press fault because they got <clears> most <throat> most of these journalists that go in there, and I think it is starting to change a little bit. Like you do see some good questions from some journalists today these days, but ninety percent of the questions are like I remember when Mourinho was there, it was like, "So Pogba, eh?" And it's like, "Yeah, just or like, ask him about tactics. Ask him you? about just." Just ask him about some like get a football mm-hmm. question in there, and like mm-hmm. I remember, uh, I think it was Hassan who there was, there was a video of uh, I think it was Karl Anka asking him a question about some sort of tactical thing, and his eyes lit up and he was like, "Yo, yeah. like let's have a chat." And it's like sometimes I want to I want to hear something different. Um, That's what I, I like about like, Rafa. That's if, what I like. If the press asked him, more then managers have to be prepared more for that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. the, the dialogue starts to become more open. No, and also they can they know they can trust someone with it or that they're not just completely wasting their time. Yeah. You know, you know Chris Hennage, the guy who the, he used to be a journalist in the North East, he's, he now works for NYCFC, but he used to tell me how basically he'd go in press conferences and talk to either Steve, it might not have been Steve Bruce, it might have been Rafa at Newcastle. And if he asked a tactical question, the other journalist would be like, Mate, what are you doing? I need a quote for the weekend. Like, I don't need <laughs> you to ask him what what he's playing for in midfield for. Like, that, that's not going into my article. And everyone's yeah. like, "Come on, mate!" Like, and <clears throat> I get it, but mate, you you've got your quote, or you've got five like stupid words you can rub together to make an. We article. need a headline. Is basically there. Yeah, we need a headline. It's... And him going deep line midfielder uh, needs to play a bit further forward doesn't make a headline. So. But to make something up like you normally do, that's what I don't get. Just make something up. Come on, you won't you know, if, if people if people were asking managers, I also think it builds like uh st- it builds a story, do you know what I mean? It's part it becomes part of the story, like mm-hmm. and I do I do you're obviously someone that loves American sports. I yeah. think in terms of the tactical side of things and all that, I think they are that progressing ahead. And it, who knows if that influence of things, if football doesn't, well, I say that because not everyone's the British press and most 99% of people within not. football have already started using all these things. But like, you know, America, the, um, other sports, people that do prefer the stat-based side of things, they'll pro- probably start elevating themselves. You look at the Americans in terms of soccer, football. Like if they start developing that model over and over again as the years go by, who knows where they're at in the future? So, yeah, it's it's, it's mad. kind of mad. It's, it's mad. Also, it's crazy because I think in America now stats are so common that when I listen to a podcast, like I was listening to a podcast the other day, and this guy was like, "Yeah, like we're not really stats people," and then he dropped about five lines of stats, and I was like, "You do know those numbers that you're using are stats, right?" But I feel like they're so normal over there; they don't even think about that. They just go, "Yeah, he had a you know twenty, ten, and five or whatever." Or you know, yeah. uh, triple double, and you're just like, so sorry, what? Why? Wait, where did that come from? You know, mm-hmm. in England, that just doesn't happen, and there are no, there aren't many short hands for what people do. So there won't be like, you know, we'll just go we have four assists and four goals, or like one goal, one assist, and and that's like, we'll look into that then, or like, you know, what does that mean? Is that good? Like most people know, triple double in basketball, relatively good. Like although it's more common now, still pretty good. We don't. When someone goes one goal, one assist, we go, cool. And there's not much else after that. I'm like, well, we should know. Like, we should know off the top of our heads the average assists and average goals because most people know that certain basketball players average a triple double in so many games or yeah. whatever. Like, we should know that. And I don't know why. We, and I don't know why it's not. And I'm not saying we should have to look into it. I'm saying it should be like common knowledge in football how who the best assist is. The show. Exactly. It should be. Although more people should know, it should strip off the tongue. Kill it sometimes, and sometimes totally like Rafa Benitez and Steve Bruce. People with those Steve Bruce's as good as Rafa Benitez things just need to stop. Like I remember Dave once, Statman Dave, bloody don't get me started. Coming up to me after a game and Fellaini pointed his finger in your chest. Yeah, say some words. He said, yeah, and he came up to me after a game and he went, "See, I'm pointing because it really pissed me off," and he said. Um, oh no, no, Fellaini um, was class today. He had like he, was, oh, he yeah, had the most shots on target from our whole team. Love Fellaini. And I was like, bro, you, just, just, you, 
you can't. I don't know what Dave was. You can't argue what these eyes saw with those numbers. Yeah, and that's called the eye test. That's called the eye test. And and most most of the time, most people can't pass an eye test in football. Like they just can't. And I know know Dave used to wear glasses. I think he might wear um, contacts now. But uh, ultimately, I think Dave was drink. Dave was drinking the Kool Aid back then. I think he does it a little bit less now. He's a bit more realistic. Yeah, he is. Well sometimes depending when you watch him um where you watch him dave's amazing love you dave Mm -hmm. you knob um yeah well i was gonna say before we wrap up um this has been fun yeah um just a couple of predictions for the weekend remember Um, where you are is maguire gonna just is maguire gonna play against salad the way he did last night or is that Think of the second okay. half. Aren't you scared? Uh, no, because when if you go, <laughs> if you go, we'll do that. We go. That's great. There's loads. It of could be like the FA Cup game. Remember when it was like, what was it? Yeah, three two. F- f- I remember the it? FA Cup game. Yeah, I remember the FA Cup game because I, I think of FA Cup games often, mate. No, but it was really. Remember that really open game we had at Old Trafford, like the very, uh, yeah, and, like and uh, yeah, and that, uh, but that's the thing is. I feel like that was also when we were... Mm. You had a few injuries. Like, I see what you're saying. Those games can go either way, though, and that's kind of my point. And I feel like yeah, in the that's, Premier that's League, scary. it won't nearly that open. It won't, yeah, exactly. It won't nearly be that open because I think, basically, Klopp knows he can't really drop points. Like, we can't have another draw against another top side. It just can't be that way. It's got to be a win for Liverpool, really. And we need to make up some points. Like, that's kind of the issue. It's a game where if we won it. our games, you can go, a draw here is not bad. But if we win here now, he can make up some points. But Ronaldo's going to have to pull in some different positions, though. If Ronaldo even plays, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like uh, Rashford, Greenwood. Who? What was the game that you Cavani. started without Ronaldo? Who did you start? Cavani, maybe. Because you know the problem is with Ronaldo. Sometimes he's a little bit static, and against Virgil Van Dijk and Matip, I'm not sure that works. Mm. Whereas Cavani, look, Greenwood. Rashford. I think he moves a lot more than people give him credit for these days. Sure, but against I get a team that play with the the explosiveness and the pace and that that Liverpool do, it it is actually a good thing. But we've seen him leave him out before. It didn't go to plan for him against Everton. So we, is he now in a position where he goes, oh, oh. he doesn't like playing scouts teams, like or like you know I can't drop him now because last time I did that, we dropped points. He did and score that was the game the last... winner as well. Did that make it difficult? No, it's not. You can't really judge. I don't think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer goes, you scored the game winner. Stay in the team, son. Because he probably doesn't call surpri- him son. Because he's, he's be about surprised. 10 years younger than... I wouldn't be surprised if both of those things happened. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he calls him son. Mainly because he knows Sir Alex probably does. And he goes, Sir Alex did it. I will do it. Like, do you think... Do, you've got to admit, though, there's not many matchups where it goes particularly well. And Gary Neville's mixed or combined eleven was a little bit. I don't have. I hate. I hate combined elevens. My combined eleven's bit... got eleven United players. My combined eleven. My combined eleven might actually have a couple of United players in it. I'm just trying to think. Maybe it's Varane. Varane maybe... definitely gets in. I think. What ahead of? Uh, not Virgil Van Dijk, or... but ahead of Matip or Gomez. Yeah, so you'd have Varane and, I think Varane and Van Dyke are the best centre halves in the world. What about what about who's the better goalkeeper? Right now you'd got, probably yeah. go Alisson. Right but, now. You think you think that David De Gea has been I genuinely think world David De Gea is, is getting back to his best. So in a at the end of this season we could be talking about how David De Gea's back up there with Edison and Allison again. But, you know, He's I understand and I'm aware of I'm aware of where we were in May, June, so I'm not gonna get carried away. But like I think he's slowly getting back to his best. Okay. Which isn't reflected in the goals we've conceded because we've conceded a lot, but it's not very close goals as well. Well, I mean there was a header last night. Did the header sort of go through him? Not really. Went past him. Didn't go through him. And then the other that goal... That was a great header. The defending was it poor was a good for that. Header. The defending was poor for both your goals. 
Oh, mate, but, the defending's poor f- for all the time. What I sort of worry about was, po- so, for instance, post-game, Maguire gave this interview where we went, we conceded two sloppy goals, two poor goals, and then we switched on. And I'm a bit like, you should have been, you know, this whole section, shouldn't you have been switched on? Shouldn't you have been on the whole time? Goes, Come on, lads, that's two. Now we is try. This, is this like, thing gone? Yeah, Hello? I, was just a bit, uh, I was just a bit like, mate, you know, if you don't oh, switch bad. on against Liverpool, which I guarantee they will be switched on and it'll probably finish 0-0, right? But if you don't switch on against Liverpool, scoring those kind of goals is going to be so simple for Liverpool, so easy. Like, especially with Mo Salah at the moment, it's kind of mad. I think also, though, people are overstating what Liverpool did against Atletico. The difficulty of beating Atletico Madrid at the Wanda Metropolitana, difficult. But the actual act of it was a penalty, a deflection, and, okay, and, you know, like, just a goal goal. Was it really that impressive? Was it really that impressive? Yeah, really. that's not true. Not as impressive as I think people a false sense of security. Um, no, no. It, I, I get what you're saying because I watched I watched the goal show. So I saw the goals. I think the goal show is amazing. You um, were watching Rory and Loz on Twitch and the goal show on, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was watching yeah. Rory and Loz on Twitch from 2-1, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I tuned yeah. in at that time. It's a spike break. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh man. I'm. Oh man. I'm dreading. Um, any interesting memories? Like, uh, okay, we got a couple minutes left. Any interesting memories from Liverpool United games? You've like, got as long as like, you want. Uh, United, interesting memories of the United games. United Liverpool. Just to be United. Yeah. Do you know my worst uh, memory ever? I've got so I've got good memories and bad memories, but my worst memory worst. ever. The one that sticks with me, which is the worst. What's the one? It might have been in 08-09 where Rio celebrates so much after the goal. And it's a late winner at Anfield, I think it was. Oh, or was that earlier? Yes. It might have been earlier. Was that? It was earlier, probably. 08-09 oh, was 3-0 with Ronaldo scoring, right? No, there's one where you guys score late. Was it Tevez? Ooh. Tevez? No, yeah, no it wasn't Tevez. Someone scored late, either it, and it was 1-0 to United. And Rio and the whole team are celebrating, but I remember Rio Ferdinand celebrating, and I remember just being like, "Maybe it was Rio that you... scored." It might have been, you know, it might have been like when late... Gary Neville celebrated in front of the fans. I think so. Yeah, that, that was, was in like oh, worst five oh six. It might have been oh five oh six. Was it oh five oh six? It was in that era, and I just remember yep. going. It was January I... two thousand and six. That would make sense, and I remember going. I hate that team. Because I hated that team. We had Kieran Richardson <laughs> you, playing. They were so hateable. Your and team, like, you know, that they day, were so good. Pepe Reina was Steve Finnan, mm-hmm. Sammy Herpia, John Arnarisa, Jamie Carragher, Stephen Gerrard, Jabby Alonso, Harry Kuehl, bloody hell, Gibral Cisse, Peter Crouch, and Mohamed Sissoko. And now we've upgraded our Mohameds. Yeah, that's Salah. But I, oh, I'll say this: that was my worst memory. I hated that. Um, that was a great memory, and that was just it, it probably for you, yeah. And then also because I also remember similarly to the way that you probably feel now. I remember thinking we are on the up, and then you guys scored late, and we're like, yeah, we're still united. And I was like, forgot about that. And then that was when Chelsea were really good as well, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And so then that we was when we thought. Scraps. Also, I think we were desperate to keep hold of people like Gerard and people like that. So we all felt a bit desperate, if that makes sense. And was then that the before, other memories. After the Chelsea move? Uh, it must have been just it after, been, right? I think it would have been after his first first attempt. <laughs> um, and and we, we were burning. St- I mean, I didn't burn anything. I'm not mental, but we were burning um, shirts and stuff. And, Here's know. a question Are I mean, you a honest, booer or are you not a booer? So yesterday at halftime, some some United. Oh, fans I would booed. never. I wouldn't have booed. Them. I totally understood why they booed, but I I'm don't. I don't. I I'm don't boo that. any players or managers in the ground. Yeah, I not not do. No, I'm, I'm not booing. But I'm, I'm not booing. Got it. Like I'll boo. I'll boo the opposition, and I'll boo. Uh, uh, will I boo a national anthem? Ooh, no. Yeah. Um, oh. it, I, 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 <laughs> it depends. It depends on which night. It, 
the problem is it's it's always upsetting when uh, when people don't the the England fans they can give it but they can't take it when I boo in the, <laughs> when I boo the God save the Queen. If you can give it, you've got to be able to take it. So I should be able to boo whatever I want, mate. Yeah, boo the I'll tell you what they don't like at NFL good. games is because they do the national anthem before the NFL game. They do England uh, or Britain and then they do America. What they don't like is after God Save the Queen, I go, come on, England! And everyone around me goes, what's he doing, what's he doing that for? They don't get I'm doing it ironically. They just think I'm a dickhead. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good. It's good shit. I, don't, I, can't, I hate national anthems at sport, to be honest. I think that should be banned, for sure. Um, anyway. Sports, to be honest. You haven't asked me about my best memory. You know what it is already. You know, you know what the best memory of Liverpool for me is. Because every every Liverpool fan who's my age, my era, loves that game because it was. We didn't even win it that year, but it was such a good performance, and it was so. We felt like you were possibly going to win it that year. Um, yeah, I remember one game when Mascherano got sent off as well, and you were lost. What, he was in a white shirt, and everyone was just like, "What? Why has he been sent off for that?" And I remember he being a bit going like, mad, mm. didn't he? he? He went, he, he, it was two yellows as well. It wasn't a straight red. It was two yellows, but they were very close together. And everyone was just like, I remember just being like, oh, oh that's Alex Ferguson, that is. Yeah. Being so angry with it. And Isn't it, that what tipped Rafa over the edge <clears throat> with facts? A li- I, I think that definitely contributed to it. And, and uh, to be honest, like it did feel, he shouldn't have, probably shouldn't have been sent off in that game. But it was... It was silly, and I also like remember one where Sammy Herpia got sent off after like three minutes when we battered. No, him. but I remember, I remember looking at that, and because it's Sammy Herpia, you you think of him as a very solid person, so you go, "Good decision, that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you showed him there. Yeah, you have to rep for Sammy Herpia. Whereas with Mascherano, you just go, "What a mental South American!" Because <laughs> people just stereotype when it comes to red cards. So if someone, if South American gets sent off, people go. Lost his head there. Absolutely lost his head. <laughs> and, then, and if it's someone who's from like Scandinavia, because they're meant to be like reasonable it's people, cool. people go, they go, it's because he, because he, yeah, he was, he, if anything, he was, he was too logical. <laughs> he was too logical. Yeah. No, he's because he's a cold person. Yeah. And yeah, he's an ice cold killer. And, like that. and or like he's a hard man isn't he yeah he's hard because he's because he's a viking yeah he's a viking yeah, yeah, cool. or if gerard gets sent off like he did that but he's a captain and it, yeah he led the team even one of the stupidest sendings off ever against yeah. the herrera like that was one of the oh, worst man. things i ever the worst decision ever another great memory another great memory Wham- i know you're trying to detract yeah honestly mate you you've had way more uh good memories against us in our lifetime than we've had against you because you've actually won tight like titles in our lifetime. We've won yeah, one, but it feels like Sunday could be difficult. I've anyway. got a good memory actually. I've got. A, can oh. I finish on this memory? Yes. No. So, I know you've got to go because you've got you've got really important stuff. I genuinely have. We got we got given tickets to go see Liverpool versus Manchester United in the Europa League in a oh, Manchester God. United box. And I think, who was I with? Was it with? I think you were with. Oh, um, no. I it, remember seeing it wasn't that. Was it with Stephen Trice? No, no, no. That, that was another one. Um, <laughs> it, so that was that was funny as well, because you guys also got knocked out. Of it. Was it Sevilla? 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 Seville? 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 You were playing Seville, which felt the complete opposite of the way United felt at that time. <laughs> I think it was Sevilla you were playing, right? Or Villarreal or someone like that. It was an insert Spanish club here. Anyway, that was one. The other one, it was Liverpool versus Manchester United. We went to Old Trafford. We, I was in an Adidas box, right? And Coutinho scored, but I remember being so impressed with the United atmosphere like at Old Trafford. It was incredible. I remember being like, wow, this is intimidating. I, went, I go in at half time. You know, in the box, they always have the legend. And he, so he's going around the box and every table. So I had to pretend to be a United fan. And he comes over. I don't know who it was, but he was a, he was a nice guy. He comes over and he's like, "Yeah, good to see you, lad. Yeah, thanks for coming." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, whatever." And then at the same time as him, I wander into the toilet. So I go in first, and he wanders into the cubicle next to me. And we're, you're one nil down at half time. And he goes, "What do you think, son? Can we do it?" And I and I go, "Nah, I think they're too good this time." <laughs> <coughs> and he goes, 
Ooh. Well, I do appreciate your realism. And he walks <laughs> out with me. He goes, and he goes, this United fan, he's a realist. And everyone in the room goes, yeah. <laughs> and then I Isn't was that like, Lars? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and it's right, either Clayton Blackmore. So you're looking at a Clayton Blackmore. You're looking at a... He was a really old man at the time. Very old. Oh, maybe <clears> Pat Curran? Someone like that. I think his name might have been Pat something. But he was a, he was a lovely guy. But I just European couldn't help one. myself from going, no, we should just give up. Just give up. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a funny moment. We, we shouldn't just give up. And we won't be giving up. Because we'll be beating Thanks him for having me. on Sunday. Uh, I'll be with Lars on the kickoff, feeling. which should be fun. Thank you very much for joining us today, Lars. It's been fun, even though it's been... Like for us, it's been 9am, which Lars is used to being up at this time and I'm clearly yeah. not. Um, so thank you very much. Look at my face. I'm clearly awake. To, I used to be awake this early. Uh, you the, you're my favourite Manchester United channel. Oh yeah, we're the best. Yeah, we're correct. the best. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, Lars, love you, bro. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you go and follow Lars everywhere at LarsCast. And of course, he's on the kickoff every week. He's got a YouTube channel. He had a documentary recently with um, Jordan, Nike yeah, and with Zion Jordan, Williams. sorry. Yeah. So tell them a little bit about that. Uh, we were contacted by Jordan because I pretty much uh, met some of those guys and went, I'd love to make a documentary. Uh, and then Saf, who everyone knows, uh, came to us, who works for Nike, and he was just like, yeah, I've got this project. So we made a documentary about Zion Williamson, who released his first signature shoe, which is incredible. Did some stuff about the UK scene, did some stuff about his life. Hopefully we'll make some more documentaries soon. Hopefully it means that Adam and I get to make some documentaries together because I think he's smarter than he looks. Yeah. Links in the description for that doc as well. And Thank you. Um, uh, Lars is also working on us doing the Rashford or Ronaldo doc as well. So, which is interesting. Mate, I'd actually love to do a Rashford. Or, uh, you know, I'd, existence. I'd love to go to, where was he born? Um, the, With uh, Madeira. Oh, Ronaldo, Madeira. <laughs> yeah, yeah to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate, I'd love to go there. That's, that, is, that is the best note to leave it. Lars, thank you very much, bro. Love you. See you later. Peace, people. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.